0: Hey y'all, what up? It's Jess Hilarious and I'm here to tell y'all that I'm launching my podcast, Carefully Reckless on the Black Effect Network. I'ma be telling y'all all all my business. I got into a fight with his oldest daughter's mother because it had got back to her that I said that her daughter didn't have any eyebrows. I did say this, but I wasn't saying she was ugly. And telling y'all other people's business too. Now it's a rumor that he has contracts with these women. There ain't no limits to the things I talk about. Y'all know that if y'all know me. Whoa, whoa, wait a minute. Well, I I hope he is no longer your husband. Okay, she did say ex-husband. From baby mama drama to healthy relationships. From child support to stimulus checks. Look, when you take a step back and you realize that we all go through crazy stuff and we got stories to tell, those situations do not define you. But they do make for a real good conversation. (laughs) In a world where clickbait and cancel culture can tell your story before you do, I'm creating an outlet to remind people that we still human, and crazy, and we can all laugh about it. Don't stress over it. Bring your problems to me. I promise I won't judge you, but I might crack a joke or two. Yeah, I think I know this
1: No, she don't work for FedEx. She worked at Olive Garden as a bartender.
0: Don't be scared. It'll be respectful and messy at the same time
1: what's good everybody this is mac wilds from the guys next door and i'm here to tell you uh about our family uh what you guys the reason why you are listening to the guys next door anchor uh this is uh, an amazing platform for anybody out there who is trying to get into the podcasting realm uh get your voice heard out there so if you haven't heard about anchor it's it's literally the easiest way to make a podcast, so let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast from your phone or your computer. Uh, Anchor will also distribute your podcast for you, so you can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, uh, Stitcher, wherever, honestly. Uh, you can make money, like I'm not even bullshitting, you could really make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything that you need to make a podcast literally in one place. So I'm begging you, if you want to get into this game, if you want to see how we do it, if you want to be like the guys next door, make sure you download the free Anchor app right now or go to anchor.fm to get started. Peace! Look, 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 look at this. Somebody come look at this. Look at this. Somebody come and look at this
0: look at this welcome to the realest podcast
2: it's not really tricky it's, everybody can do it if they just can go to that spot i guess all the things that happened to me in my life allow me to go there easily with your host knowledge really is no there's no competition people are really making too much out of it than it is it's really just if you want to talk we're going to make it specific as to what you can talk about and what you can't talk about
3: it's your boy knowledge back with another episode of stick to the script i'll be your host with the most now i know today's a little off normally i post every episode every friday a new episode every friday but you know things got caught up kids in school so you know there's a lot going on but i'm here now you know what i mean so That's the good thing right there Um We about to talk about a lot of stuff today A lot of stuff like Whew I'm gonna talk about the Kanye West all that shit Like I'm about to get like On some real shit Um Before we get into uh All this you know Kanye West talking all that shit I do want to touch on something It's gonna be really brief Um Lil Nas X have posted pictures online of him being pregnant. All right, I'm gonna keep it real because I I know Lil Boosie somewhere right now for to throw a rant.
4: Hey, yeah. bro, come on, now, dog, come on, man.
3: This is my thing with Lil Nas X. I'm gonna leave it like that, and I ain't gonna touch touch on this shit no more. Like I'm gonna leave it like that. Um. And I'm gonna be real too, cause I've been saying this since he's been doing this shit. Lil Nas X knows he's not talented. He knows he's not a superstar. So he's gonna continue every chance he gets to use, Um, I cannot say this in the right way. Basically use him being gay he's gonna do all this controversial stuff like you know you know you, you know what i'm saying i'm not, I'm not gonna get into too deep with it but he's gonna use him being gay and keep using this controversial stuff and force feed the people because he know deep inside he's not talented so he has to keep up the gimmicks he has to keep up the whole let the world know that he's gay and all that other shit I've been saying this since he been doing this shit. I've been saying that the dude was not fucking talented. He's gonna use this shit till the fucking wheels fall off. He knows I had that it's almost like when 6 9 was trying to be a gangster and then he ended up fucking ratting and then he using the whole rat code and all that other shit he knows. He's not talented. Lil Nas X is doing the same exact shit. And I've been telling people this. He's going to use this shit. Every time he get. Okay, if he was a talented dude. He wouldn't have to do all this bullshit. You know what I'm saying? To get people in tune with his music. But he has to do it. Because you know deep inside that. If I don't do this controversial shit. Or. Force feed this whole a uh, gen- uh, whole thing down, gay. Which that's his thing, man. If you're gay, live your truth. I ain't got no problem with that. But my issue with when it comes to the music, you know deep inside, you're not talented. If you know you're not talented, and you don't, and you know you're not, find some goals to this, bro. I'm sick and tired of seeing this shit, man. Niggas, get it, you're gay, bro i ain't little boo saying none of these fucking rappers who will be any feelings that's not me my thing is man i would give props if you was talented but you're not you know what i'm saying this shit's almost annoying because you're always trying to prove a point and it and, and it's a gimmick bro all, all this shit, it's a gimmick you know what i'm saying like i'm gonna be real now i might get black ugh, backlash at black <laughs> i might get backlash for this but I, I, I won't be surprised This whole gay thing he doing is not even real It's, it's all a gimmick Yeah I said it I, I I wouldn't be surprised If he wasn't gay You know what I'm saying So I, I don't know this whole shit it just So fuckery But anyway Enough about that motherfucker man I, I'm done talking about that dude Cause like ours like can make me mad bro Like I said it had nothing to do with His, his sexual preference Whatever this is my thing is that, man, the talent, man. It's like a lot of motherfuckers out here who wants to be in that position, bro. And there's way more talented than you. But it's the industry, man. What you expect? Let's talk about Mr. Kanye West and this fuckery he got going on. And um, I'm going to be real about this because this podcast, yo, I'm not like the others where i just say safe words or say the safest things to make motherfuckers like me no i'm gonna keep it real i'm gonna keep it a buck um let's talk about this donda event he had in chicago really nigga in which i've been telling people telling people bro this shit is on some ritual shit this shit is too dark I don't look at this and be like hmm this is very godly this is very like you know spiritual i don't get that you know what i'm saying like you know you had your childhood house you grew up in, in chicago has like you know the set for your concert or event, whatever we want to call it and um you have a cross on top of the house but you got this mask on you got the baby with the mask on you got West Side gun with you you got Marilyn Manson we ain't gonna talk about his allegations got going on right now leave that alone because Marilyn Manson always been a weirdo so this ain't nothing new um it didn't give me a vibe of like 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 it wasn't like you know christian like it wasn't god like it was on some some dark shit man like and then you get to the point where you set yourself on fire you in the house and you on fire and you come out on fire and it's like what and then it's rumor that they explained that when he was doing the show in Atlanta when he was flying up in the air that was him going to heaven and then the other thing of him being on fire that's him going to hell like wait what if y'all don't see the darkness in this shit the ritual in this shit I'm gonna pray for y'all cause something definitely wrong with y'all I mean some of you Kanye West fans are fucking dumb and don't get me started on this album he's been pushing back for weeks alright or the album finally comes out right I say you know what I'm gonna give it a shot you know i'm not one of them dudes man that's gonna hate on kanye used to fuck with kanye bro i said i'm at least give it a chance you know what i'm saying because i can't knock it if i don't give the listen so i'm listening to this shit bro this ain't it it was a couple of tracks that was cool the beast for dope. i'm not knocking that um number one that album was too long shit was like an hour and 50 something minutes 27 songs you know we live in an era now where people teaching this man not even that long you know what I mean like they had like that microwave kind of mind but like they want everything quick 27 songs was just too long That 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 was too long bro um the shit was trash. I'm gonna tell you why. All you motherfucking Kanye West fans talking about, oh, it's a deeper meaning. It, it, it's deeper than that. You guys gotta really listen to what he's saying. It has nothing to do about it having a deeper meaning. It's about the structure of the album. When you have, when we have a deeper meaning, every song, especially we telling the story, every song has to has to sink in. It was just a bunch of random songs he put together. And that was it. And you motherfuckers sitting hyping this shit up. It's not good. It's not good. Niggas talking about, oh, Kanye's more woke than Dickie is. Okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah, it's a couple of songs, you know what I'm saying? It's cool. But the whole album? No. This shit hot garbage, man. The Shit hot garbage it, 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 it's it's a lackluster. It sounded outdated. It's not good at all. And y'all hyping this shit up, man. You don't see this shit this dude be doing, man. His concerts very dark. His concerts don't make any sense. I mean, he having a live streams and a live a live stream when he was in Atlanta, twenty four hours no audio. This him doing nothing we just people just looking at nothing people are fucking stupid bro you Kanye West fans man yeah y'all something's really wrong with y'all I'ma be real nothing good about this album if you like it that's on you I ain't knocking it it is what it is my preference is it's not my taste of music not the Kanye West that I was a fan of I was a fan of like the college dropout like that era Kanye West. This fucking new Kanye was this whole weirdo shit, man. I'd rather hear The Life of Plabo. Now I thought that was a bad album. This that album is way better than Donna album. And you, you know, you would think, you know, you name after your mother that you would structure this shit right. You know you blame the label for universal for putting the album out without your permission which that's bullshit. all this is a gimmick um the cover is the cover is black like you could at least put your mom on the cover at least you could have stressed the album better if you're gonna do all these gimmicks for weeks with the release of donna you could at least at least have the album some would have a concept behind it i didn't get that it's trash I don't give a what how you Kanye West fans feel you kiss my black ass i don't care it's my opinion if you like it that's on you but for me it's trash all right so moving on from that let's talk about Mr K Dot aka Mr Kendrick Lamar. and um he had post some on instagram called new thoughts so it's a website or whatever the case may be and um he wrote something on here and Basically, saying that this will be his final album on TDE. And uh, I'm gonna read it to y'all. He posted I spent most of my days with fleeting thoughts, writing, listening, collecting old beach cruisers. The morning rise kept me on a hill of silence. Um, I go months without a phone. Love, loss, and grief had disturbed my comfort zone. But the glimmers of God speak through my music and family. While the world around me evolves, I reflect on what matters the most, the life in which my words will land next. As I produce my final TDE album, I feel joy to have been part of such a cultural imprint after 17 years, the struggles, the success, and most importantly, the brotherhood. May the most high continue to use Top Dog as a vessel for candid creators as I continue to pursue my life calling there is a beauty in completion and always faith in the unknown thank you for keeping me in your thoughts I pray for you all see you soon and um so like what people don't know a while ago it was a rumor that he was gonna leave TDE you know it was a rumor about that and you know he made like a a video clarifying he ain't leaving top dog and it was like a weird video with like blue clues i don't know it was weird but <laughs> um and i had doubts but I'm, i ain't had doubts so i'm like eh, this could be true you know who knows um but i know you want to do his own thing up uh, people think we said final tde album they think it's his final album i think he's just saying like this is my final album with them you know so um yeah man i'm looking forward to his album it's good to know that um, he he's he's in the studio. He always been in the studio, but I feel like you're definitely going to um, the album's coming this year, for sure. It's coming this year, and the reason why I say that because he released a um last week released a video with Baby King um called "Family Ties" and K Dot. This sound like a motherfucking like he's at your fucking neck you know what i'm saying and um he just seemed very could just sound like he he ready to cut my niggas next that's what it sounded like to me and um yeah, hey, i'm excited man i mean he go with the alter ego name i don't, I don't know i don't know if it's like okay llama i'm not sure I don't, I, I don't know how you say that but um <laughs> don't, don't quote me on that but yeah on this song family ties man kendra is is talking this shit, man you know he even got lines like i am the omega don't you address me unless it's with four letters bitch i thought you known better i've been ducking the pandemic i've been ducking the social gimmicks i've been dunking the overnight activist. so with well, people who don't know he's talking about all this stuff was going on with the you know the police killing us killing black folks and a lot of people was like you know Kendra ain't you know not staying up he's not marching he's basically telling y'all like bro i ain't gotta do that what y'all doing it's all for show. Sure. it's gimmicks i do this shit behind closed doors like this is what i really do i ain't gotta be on tv i ain't gonna be on instagram to let people know that you know i'm out here just because you don't see it doesn't mean it's not happening even said the line after that bar i am not a trending topic i'm a prophet like stop playing bro like he, he's telling y'all, man, I'm not out here doing shit for show, man. What am I? What I'm doing out here is real. Like I ain't gonna show y'all what I'm fucking doing. Like all you motherfuckers out here who fake woke, acting like y'all doing something, y'all ain't doing shit, bro. Everything's a fucking show. It's the motherfuckers you don't see on the Instagram posts, on TV, on YouTube, whatever. Those want to really be out here because it's deeper than trying to show my face for clout or trying to show my face for for some kind of for some kind of status like fuck out of here also he says interesting the line i'm smoking on your top five tonight now you tell me who's y'all top five don't worry i'll wait <laughs> but yeah man like in the top five always one dumb debates where it's like it goes back and forth everybody top five is different but kendra like me i want the smoke bro i want the smoke like kendra going that on that i like this aggressive kendra always like kendra regardless bro but I, I really feel like this time around like y'all niggas he said like well, i See, y'all niggas playing with me man <laughs> you know i y'all playing with him and um even lines like, let me see if I can find it real quick. Uh, he even said, "Uh, 2021, I ain't taking no prisoners." Last year, y'all fucked up all the listeners who will platinum. I called that a visitor. Who the fuck backing them? All <laughs> the been fastified. The facts mean it's a vaccine the game gain me to survive. It's, you know what I mean? Like, before you get to the father, you gotta holla at me first, bitch. Smoke on your top fives. Motherfuck that album, fuck that single. Burn that hard drive, burn that shit. Ain't nobody safe when I come up killing everybody that's outside. Who you with? Yeah, Kanye changed his life, but me. I'm still a old school Gemini, little bitch. <laughs> I know I'll skip a line after the uh, fucking um, The game need me to survive, but I'm just kinda scanning through the lines real quick to get to the most important parts. Um yeah K Dying playing with y'all man, you smoke on, smoke on your top five. You saying fuck your album, fuck your streams, and burn that hard drop. You know what I'm saying? he 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 want the smoke man you know what i mean and you know yeah i know k-dot when he dropped that control verse years ago that it's not on control level but it's control-ish if you get what i mean like it's on that that kind of like i'm I'm coming for niggas heads i'm not playing like i'm definitely looking forward to k-dot new album he's making it clear he's making it clear as day he's dropping this year so i mean when i'm not sure but he's definitely dropping in, you know like he said man I'll smoke on your top five you know i'll be so it'll be i'm really really interested to hear where you gonna go with this album because it's sounds like to me he about to be on some west coast compton type shit. this is gonna sound like he on some like aggressive shit, you know what i mean so niggas better watch out god i, I think k dot coming for niggas heads man now i do want to touch on on aaliyah um and her album her album's finally available on streaming services and um i'm what i'm about to say is about to be some real shit um this is me being a true aaliyah fan like you know i always tell people man like i feel like Aaliyah the game with that homegirl type of vibe like like that will be my dog if I knew her you know what I mean like that that would be my peoples um in my mind you know what I'm saying and um you know she was so ahead of her time man I mean I hate the fact that you know I hate the fact she passed away cause she was like she was on her way up man and you know Unfortunately she never got a chance to get to that point in her career where she was about to be well you see Beyonce is at right now and Aaliyah. You know? Um So I'ma play his interview. It's a lot that I wanna talk about that. I'm gonna be real about um Aliyah uncle was on the Ricky Smiley the morning show and um I'm gonna play that and you know I'ma uh uh, a clip from dame dash i'm gonna get on him too him explaining about you know him being mad at uh i want to say hype williams i want to say he's blaming hype williams for it it, it's some wild shit. don't quote me on that um i'm gonna play Leah uncle interview and play the whole thing i want people to actually hear it we haven't heard it and uh i'm gonna break that down and Get your popcorns ready, cause I'm, I'm about to keep it real.
2: Uh, last week, our fans rejoiced because of the first time uh, Aaliyah's music is now available uh, to air on streaming platforms. So starting with our classic album, One in a Million, on the line right now, we have Aaliyah's uncle uh, and owner of Blackground Records uh, 2.0, Barry Hankerson. Good morning. Good morning, how are you? Man, we're happy to have you this morning. And uh, as a an Aaliyah fan, we are so excited. Uh, we were so excited last week as the owner of uh, the music. What made you finally decide to allow the song, you know, uh, to
5: start streaming? Well, to be very honest with you, I had never decided for it not to be out. It was just right. circumstances where uh, when, when we took the music down in 2012... Business had totally changed from records, CDs, to streaming. And streaming has been devastating to artists, small labels, uh, independent labels, because you're literally not making enough money to stay in business. So we decided to just pull back on our music and try to figure out something different in order to survive. It has been my my politics and my beliefs that uh, music is one of the few natural resources that black people have to generate mm-hmm. any type of revenue and uh, over the years I've been in the music business a very long time I've watched the other folks uh, the Warner Brother kind of folks uh, constantly try to create ways of getting our music either by um Tricky contracts, uh, distribution deals that didn't work out for the black artists and the black entrepreneur, and it just got worse and worse and worse, so we pulled all our music back and decided to try to create some different ways to, uh, to actually put our music out. So obviously one way was to create a demand for our music which would allow us to make better deals. We had no idea that pulling our music back uh created such a demand for it that the systems were willing to, to do deals that were much better for us than it would have normally been right And uh, in that same process we uh created a, a platform called music 360 which is allows us to totally control our, our music our revenue stream and um to offer the artists and producers and entrepreneurs another way to distribute their music. So it took us a while to come up with a a platform that number one, we could build and afford to build because that's a highly, um, high, uh, investment to, to create and make a platform. I mean, literally millions of dollars. Oh, wow. And so it took us a minute. So we, we, you know, we were a profitable company, but we weren't that profitable that we could just say, okay, let's create a, a platform. And we just had the money to do that. So I had to raise money. We ran out of money. I had to raise some more money. And in the middle of all that, I had a stroke. Oh, so no. I had to Yes. So with all of that, I had to stop and go into rehab. And by the grace of Allah, I was able to come back and go to work in about three weeks after I had the stroke. Oh, wow. It was really pretty amazing to my doctor and to myself, to be honest with you, because it was just the most debilitating. I just, one day I was working out and I just fell off my elliptical. And I thought I was, i tell you true truth, I thought I was dying, I thought, it was, I, thought I was gone. Mm. And, um, I was just laying on the floor in the dark. Right. And, uh, wow. I heard the voice of my mom tell me to get up. You're not supposed to be here. And I said, mom, is that you? I can't see you. And she told me, you're not supposed to see me. You see me when you come back. So I got oh, wow. up, call, call my wife. And of all people, I call Minister Farrakhan and, uh, and, and spoke with him. And we prayed and I got up and I got to the hospital and uh, they said, man, you having a stroke right now while you sitting here. So it just was real scary and it stopped everything. So, you know, I'm a very private person. So I just didn't get out and tell anybody, hey, I had a stroke, you know? Right. Yes, sir. So uh, well, we, we glad so, you better. Uh,
6: Barry, we glad you you doing better. You know, uh, you you are a trendsetter and a legend in the management game, and and the way you handled all artists. Um, your niece Aaliyah was such a star that will live on forever, and we absolutely love her. I was friends with her; she was like a little sister to me. I worked with her several times. I mean, can you tell the people what she was like growing up, like from early on? You know.
0: Well, she
5: was. Just the sweetest cutest little girl in the world mm-hmm. and um, and you know if I talked about it I just start boohooing I can't control it when I talk about her yeah. she's so sweet was so considerate and uh, mm-hmm. she loved to sing yeah, She had she a did. song called My Funny Valentine she used to sing at the drop of the hat if you stood around long enough
6: <laughs> and you
5: may even mention funny she'd say, oh, I, I got a song with funny in it. She Didn't she sing that on a,
6: a Star Search?
5: She sure did.
6: Yep, yep. <laughs>
5: yeah, she, uh, she was just talented and focused and had a great personality and made you made you feel better about whatever was going on in your life that day. If it wasn't something great, you talked to Aaliyah, you talked better. But she was on a mission from, like, day one. And, uh, I was so uh, happy that uh, I got a chance to work with her. Um, I never, I was never her manager. Oh, okay. uh, that was her mom. Her mom okay. was the manager. I was the label, I was always the label. Black ground. Um, yep. yep. And uh, uh, we decided, my sister decided she wanted her to get into the music business. So I took her to Warner Brothers to meet a guy named Benny Medina, I know y'all know that guy. Absolutely. And uh, and uh she performed for Benny in his office and uh he didn't get it. He didn't see he didn't see. He actually said, Barry, I don't I don't see what you, what we do with a, a girl this young and you know, she's cute as well, but you know, I just don't see it. So uh we left his office and uh Aaliyah sat down in the uh lobby of Warner Brothers. And I met further with Benny because I was trying to convince him, man. It's special. It's, it's, it's not something you would know to do with, you know, just, you can't, you know, add water, stir and mix, you know, it's right. it's, it's a special, special generational thing.
6: Right. You now know, speaking of Blackground, uh, Barry, I know R. Kelly mm-hmm. was signed to Blackground back then. It was R. Kelly and MGM and they had that song Vibe that they came out with that blew up. Now I know you probably feel a certain type of way about everything that's going on with R. Kelly right now. Did you feel uh, slighted or I'm sure you were upset when you found out the things that, that R. Kelly had, uh, was putting Aaliyah
5: through? Um, well, to be very honest with you, um, of course I was upset. Mm-hmm. And of course I had uh, to really... I had to really... <laughs> really consider what my reaction would be. Right. Um, and uh, I really found out I wasn't a hardcore criminal. I couldn't kill <laughs> my body. Right. <laughs> so, right. Uh, so I just took it, you know, I'm a Muslim and I just, I went to Minister Farrakhan and and we just prayed about it. Yes. And just resolved ourselves to let God handle him. Hmm. And And he did. I think yes, that's, he I, did. I think yes, that's he what's did. going on. There was no sense in Two lives getting destroyed, you know.
6: Right. So, um, In God's
5: time, that's right. Hey, uh, if you just joining us, we're talking to
2: Barry Hankerson, um, Aaliyah's uncle, uh, uh, who, uh, Aaliyah just, uh, music is now streaming. Uh, so excited to have him. Uh, Gary, you had a question, yeah, Ricky. Um, uh, Mr. Hankerson, I just wanted to ask, um, what are your thoughts about what the witnesses have said, you know, during the R. Kelly trial about their relationship?
5: Who, who said what? Say that again.
2: What are the thoughts, what are your thoughts about what the witnesses have said, you know, during the R. trial about their relationship, Aaliyah mm-hmm. and his relationship?
5: Uh, i tell you the truth. I don't know anything that they've said so far. You know, I, 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 I don't listen to, I don't listen to anything related to him, to be honest, if I can help it, you know. Uh, I just, I just put a ball up to that. It's just too emotional for me. It just brings back too many bad thoughts for my whole family. He impacted my whole family, you know? I mean, it's just a bad thing, y'all. It's a bad thing.
2: What I wanted to ask, what other releases will you be making on um, Blackground 2.0 next month?
5: Well, next month we have two artists we signed, and we've completed uh, their first singles. They'll be out within the next two weeks. Autumn is a young lady's name. Uh, Marini, Autumn Marini. And we signed a brother out of Detroit named Elijah. And incredible music. I'm so excited about it. I think you're going to really. In fact, I will. If somebody give me an email, I'll email it. Both songs to you. And... Uh, if you promise to tell me what you think of them, give me a call and tell me what you think of them. I'll send you these two new artists' music. Uh, and that, that's what we're coming out with next. Uh, oh, yeah. As far as Aaliyah's concerned, we are, we are mastering and mixing things. And what we're going to do is we have an album that will be on the platform e- exclusively. And that album consists of Touch With uh, Aaliyah and Neo. Aaliyah and Drake, Aaliyah and Snoop Dogg and Future, uh, Aaliyah with Chris Brown. Incredible songs that they they did on Masters we had that uh, had room for a feature artist. Came out really well. I think the public will really enjoy it.
2: Um, I'm really excited, man. Thank you so much for joining us uh, this morning. Uh, and make sure y'all check out Aaliyah's One in a Million Classic album streaming now. Uh, y'all please give it up and show your love for Black Ground 2.0 record owner, Barry Hankerson.
3: All right, so as you heard that, um, here's my take on it. And I'm about to be really, 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 really real. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because I almost feel like not a, lot of, not a lot of people will say this, but I'm going to say it. Um, I really feel like, I'm gonna be real, Aaliyah uncle is milking it. When I mean milking it is like doing any way he can to keep that money coming in. That's why he was not so quick to put Aaliyah music on these streaming services and all that stuff. He was still trying to milk the cow. Um, Him blaming R. Kelly okay i get that part but you know what else i blame (laughs) aaliyah parents especially her uncle you know i mean all of them that god blame her family because let me see roughly aaliyah was around 15 or something like that and you let this grown ass man you know marry your niece marry your daughter and y'all so quick to blame R Kelly for this shit but not hold yourself accountable for allowing that shit you won't let a grown ass man marry your 15 year old daughter like, hear how that sound at some point, Aaliyah parents, Aaliyah family gotta take accountability for this shit and stop blaming R Kelly for this shit cause you allow it, you allow it to happen so spin with the bullshit, you feel me? because I have a daughter and I'll be damn if I let her marry a grown ass man at the age of fucking fifteen. You got me fucked up. But they so quick to blame all Kelly, blame all Kelly, but it was no problem when it was happening. you had to know Aaliyah was fifteen. You had to know. So leah mom, I'm blaming you. Aaliyah dad, I'm blaming you. Leah uncle I'm blaming you and then the rest of Leah family who knew this I'm blaming y'all hold y'all self accountable especially Aaliyah parents I don't wanna hear the bullshit you did you didn't like this the creepy shit about it right age ain't nothing but a number right y'all remember the album cover right if you look at the album cover and look very closely, and I've been telling people this shit for years, you see Aaliyah, and in the background you see R. Kelly looking at her. And that then give you a red flag right there. Something is definitely wrong with y'all. I'm sick and tired of people acting like it's all on R. Kelly. Yeah, I get R. Kelly's a, a six number bitch. I'm not giving that motherfucking no passes. But I'm not giving Aliyah family Aaliyah parents no passes Because you allowed that shit to happen Aaliyah uncle same thing Y'all allow that shit to happen So spare me the bullshit Because If I ain't mistaken Ain't Aliyah mom finna come out with a tell all book Yeah My thing is this Own up and say you know what We made a mistake We shouldn't even allow our daughter To even be around R. Kelly The father also I'm blaming all you motherfuckers man Because y'all not not holding yourself accountable You know what I'm saying I'm a father too You know what I'm saying I'm not allowing that shit to happen You gotta own up to this shit man and y'all not doing that I just point and blame say it's R. Kelly's fault no it's y'all fault it you know, was like Aaliyah was a grown ass woman she was fucking 15 so clearly we knew what y'all was doing it for I know people might bash me no fuck all that because we gotta keep it real here Aaliyah's parents ain't, ain't, ain't getting no slouch man because yeah, I should have protect y'all daughter man But motherfuckers do anything for fame man Even pit their children through shit Crazy And this fucking dude Dame Dash Every time he tells a Leo story It's always something different And I'm not even believing half the shit he be saying most of the time So he was on E.T. right And um He had a lot to say But I'm gonna play one part that really bothered me the most Check it out You didn't want her to go did you no
4: so she was shooting a video Mm. in miami Yep. and i had my son and my nephews with me and you know she was very supportive she particularly liked freeway his voice and she was supportive of anything i was doing she was like while i'm in miami i had the state property down there Mm -hmm, uh, which was a group yeah and she was gonna do a record with freeway so i was like all right i'm gonna come down there i'll check you I bring the kids, make a vacation, work the whole night. So when we got there, you know, hype was making this video, and I was like, I know hype. I just got off of uh, big Pimpin' where I had to cut the video. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. I just like yep. spent bread. So I was like, you know, he's gonna make you do another day. Don't do it. Trust me, it's just so, so he can spend money. You know? And uh, sure enough, she came home that day, and I had a big house. I rented this house, and she's like, I'm going to, you know, there. And I was like. I just thought that it was, uh, it wasn't necessary. You know, I knew that that was gonna happen. And then when she actually was, uh, saw the plane, she, um, you know, we had the blackberries, and she said, I don't like this plane. And I was like, well, don't get on it. And she was like, well, I got to because I got work to do. She got on the plane and she always had a very serious fear of planes in general.
1: Mm-hmm. So
4: she had to overcome a fear to get on that plane on the way there. Um, But what I was really more tight about was that I had heard that Lenny Kravitz had offered her a jet and that Hype had took the jet. So that's what really pissed me off about the situation when I heard about that. So you could ask Hype about that. That's what i you ever Have you ever talked to Hype about it? Yeah. And how did that conversation go? Ask him. But I also am asking you. Yeah, Yeah, but ask (laughs) him. I feel like you had some things to say to him. Because of my respect for Aaliyah and her family, her music, is, like, it's just coming out. But everyone's very respectful of her memory. No one really speaks on it. Because mm-hmm. that's the circle of people she had around. So out of respect for her memory, I don't say a lot of things. Tell me about that day. Where were you? I was getting my hair cut. And I was waiting for her. So, you know, she was trying to get back really quickly because we were trying to see each other. So she was like, I'm gonna get on the first thing smoking. And that day I was, I waited in the house and I was getting a haircut. And when they told me that there was a crash, it was her mom that told me and they said they didn't find all the bodies yet. So they didn't know she was still alive. But for me, I was like, so it's a wrap. So I had not finished my haircut and I took all of her clothes out of my house and everything. And I went to go see her mom because I just didn't want to be triggered.
3: Now here's my thing with Dame Dash now out of all the stories he said about Ali and all this stuff this is the first time i heard him talk about this and you know this is my thing with dame dash yo hey i don't remember dame dash being around aliyah like that i mean certain certain events yeah but the way he's making it seem like they are I remember being like that. I mean, like I said, you see him out and about, but it, it, it was like, it seemed brief. And, you know, you blaming Hyatt William, you saying all this stuff, and how you grab a layer of clothes, and went to a mother house, and-
4: Hey, yeah. bro, come on now, dog, Come on, man. My
3: thing with Dame Dash is like, I don't believe that shit he's saying right now. Um, And what I mean by that is like If this was something that really happened The story you're telling From the clip I just played If this really happened Who would've been heard about this It's almost seem like he just say shit When it comes to a league He just say shit Just be saying shit You know what I'm saying Like Kinda see why Jay-Z left your ass man Kinda see why Jay-Z don't fuck with you you know what I mean? Like, no one of them dudes, man, I don't give a fuck if Dash hear this shit. He probably won't, but if he does, I won't give a fuck. I don't really believe the stuff he says in this interview about Ali as far as that last clip I played, y'all. Because I just think it's full of shit, man. I just think it's, it's, it's a bunch of bullshit. I think motherfucker to be saying shit because of You know what I mean? I've never heard this story before. Now the much interview i watch with dame dash or him talking about Leah, he never mentioned this never it's like it's every time with him it's like a new story you know what i mean so i'm like he full of shit Leah's parents full of shit the leah uncle's full of shit i'm gonna call it how i see it man because i just really feel like they using baby girl name for their benefits i don't feel like it, it, it's sincere I'ma be real and forget damn dad I'ma I'm take him out because he's not related to uh, Aaliyah I mean that was his girlfriend at the time and like I said I barely remember them being together I see him out and about but it wasn't like the way he's making the scene I blame Aaliyah's parents man because you allowed this girl to be with this creep you allow her to be able to creep. for what hold yourself accountable as far as dame dash man like like when he was on the um nick cannon um show or whatever like two years ago and saying he never fucked with r kelly and and really making the scene like he wasn't around dude
4: because I was always taught that relationships are listen, more important listen, than, than money No, relationships real. should be based not on money It should be based on that person being solid Look at the situation now Look, Look at, at R. Kelly Unfortunately, I worked with him Everybody was looking the other way, right? But y'all worked No, not y'all Not you Alright, so what, don't Within put me in that Within Rockefeller Don't There's... put me in that No, 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 ain't no Rockefeller on that Ain't the Not Guilty song with Jay and R. Kelly They sing it. I ain't doing right. it Not right. I'm I'm Guilty I'm with That's on that all Just because you ain't in the video, I guess you was on the set. You don't understand something. I remember having a conversation with Aaliyah, and I was like, yo, you know, tell me what happened. And she was like, "Eh." she just couldn't. You know what I'm saying? And I just left it at that. And she said, leave it alone. So what you think I felt? I'm human, bro. But I had to look the other way. Right. All these years. So publicly, that man did a a record with That that nigga that raped my girl that he liked as well. Right. Wow. You understand what I'm saying? Wow. But no one. said took nothing. So when so, we say that was some of the beginning of just y'all not seeing eye to eye on, on... last week, the nigga was the king of R&B and me. we was praising him. You and every, I wasn't. They had this conversation. Everybody who's denouncing this nigga now called him the king of R&B last week. You never seen me with this dude. Right. What are you talking about? Like, because he with him, I'm with him. You don't see me no picture me with him. Even down to that Fiesta stupid shit everybody talking about. Right. I wasn't in no scene with homie. Right. I was like, yo, I'm not getting no scene with homie, period. You don't see it, you are looking for it. You never find it. You don't ever put that shit on me. That, hey, I, I, I find it offensive. I understand. You fucking in with my character like that. I've never fucked with Duke. And because my girl said leave it alone, I left it alone. Right. So I can't bring no awareness to it. I can't do nothing. Right. I just gotta wear it. Right. So if I don't agree with somebody I'm working with is doing, I can't publicly out my man. Right, But really, how's he my man if he's still doing that? If he's still doing that? that. But then if I do that, I fuck up Beans money, Cam money, Kanye money, everybody money. So now what I'm going to do? So I'm going to just say, look, I'm going to take a silent protest. And now the entire world feels the same way that you feel.
3: Just because you wasn't in the scene with R. Kelly, you wasn't next to R. Kelly, you were still in the fucking video, meaning y'all was still in the same location together. So if you wasn't rocking with the nigga, you would've never been in that video. You would've told Jay like, I'm not being in this video. I'm not coming out there. I'm not being in those scenes. I don't want to be in the same, same area as R. Kelly, but you was still in the video. So what difference does it fucking make? R. Kelly was still there. So you was still in the video. So nigga, you lying.
1: Why the fuck you lying? Why you always lying? Mm-hmm, oh my God. Stop fucking lying.
3: You know what I'm saying? You fucking lying. That's why me dang that to be saying shit, bro. Like, dang real nigga shit, bro. Because if I ain't fuck with a nigga at all, if I ain't fuck with a motherfucker and one of my peoples do, I'm going to be real. You can hang with that nigga, but I'm not don't invite me to the cookouts, <laughs> you know get togethers with that nigga in the same room this is separate but you was still in the fiesta video and you're gonna go playing talking about don't pick me in the scene with homie i don't fuck with him but clearly it wasn't the issue because you was in the video and r kelly was there so him being there doesn't make you sound like a fuck nigga right now you know what I'm saying? Cause if you really honor aaliyah you wouldn't have been in that video at all, my nigga. Niggas is crazy, man. They ain't that to be saying shit, dog. Like, this is why Jay start fucking with you. Everybody saying Jay grimy, Jay this. You don't know, for no, this is why Jay start fucking with you, bro. You got an ego problem, my nigga. Smart fucking dude. But can't control his emotions. He gotta be a fucking know-it-all. And Dame Dad's a smart dude. He's not stupid. But he a hothead. There's something this shit he be saying, man. He just be playing himself, bro. You was in the video. Regardless if you was in the scene with R. Kelly or not. You was still on that same set, bro. You was still in the video. It wasn't like... You and Jay shot the video here and then like, R. Kelly shot his scene in, uh, in fucking Chicago somewhere. Y'all went in the same fucking location, same place at the same fucking time. So you played yourself. That's why I heard that interview. I was like, the fuck he's even talking about? He was in the video. But you wasn't next to him. You didn't want be in those scenes with him. But it's okay for you to be in the video when you was dating Aaliyah. Make that make sense my nigga Because if we knew Aaliyah Was uncomfortable with this perv, You'd have told Jay I'm not in this video period Period I'm not doing this shit But it's damn dash it is what it is You know what I mean but To close this out This topic out I'm getting pissed off Because I'm a parent it it, it gets me hot And I'm going back to Aliyah's parents Um me being a father of a 15 year old son a five-year-old daughter i just couldn't see myself allowing my daughter to marry some grown ass man or even marry at 15 Period. especially a grown ass man and um i felt like aaliyah parents should have done a better job at protecting aaliyah and they didn't do that and they're now owning up to that shit. I know everybody don't come at Aaliyah parents like that or uncle like that because you know it's Aaliyah, but fuck that shit. Aaliyah uncle milking the cow. He trying to get every fucking dollar he can off aliyah It makes me wonder if that shit really sincere. Aaliyah parents allowed that shit to happen. They came to R. R. Kelly shit. Ain't no girl fit, they should be no grown ass man. The album was called Age Ain't Nothing But A Number. This ain't nothing new. When I was in high school, we now meet grown ass men. Grown ass men. Well, I holla at teenage girls. From the 90s to the early 2000s. This was not nothing new, yo. It was plenty of R. Kelly's. <laughs> I'm going to be real we're trying to pick up high school girls and it wasn't a problem back then niggas act like shit was normal back then because no one even talked about shit like that that shit was okay you know what i mean that shit always disturbed me bro you know I me mean? and you know me being a father and when my daughter get that age i gotta protect her more because you got perverts and, and grown-ass men looking at her you know what I mean? Trying to highlight her. I will body a grown ass man. If they ever try that shit with my daughter. Keep it real. Keeping it fucking real. This shit pissing me off, man. Because you know, as a parent, you know, you got to own up to your mistakes, man. Just own up, say, you know what? We should did a better job at protecting our daughter, our baby girl. Y'all not saying that. I just blame R. Kelly. But y'all wasn't blaming R. Kelly when the shit was fucking happening? You know what I mean? You wasn't blamed when that shit was going down. Obviously you had to approve the marriage. Shit crazy, man. This shit is fucking crazy, yo. Like y'all, Yeah, yeah, we're gonna yeah, we're gonna uh play a couple of these ads, man. Cause this, this shit got me heated, man. I'ma come right back. It's Willie D,
2: y'all. And it's Face Mom. Here to share some new information about our new podcast, Ghetto Boys Reloaded. We're going to bring you episodes featuring some of the most iconic figures in hip-hop and entertainment and much, much more. It began with my mother. I always tell everybody I was my,
4: my hero. Wow. You know what I mean? So I, I, watched, I watched her. I watched her struggles. You know what I mean? I watched her movements, and uh, I was influenced by her. And then it was my grandmother. You know what I mean? Um, the same
2: thing, you know, the work ethic, uh, the struggles, the trials, the tribulations. Dropping gems. Yeah, talking politics. And much, and much, and much, 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 and much, much, much more, more. I had an imagination of me being something. You know what I mean? I couldn't figure out what it was. So when I found out it was comedy, I was like, man, I'm on to something. Listen to the Ghetto Boys Reloaded on the Black Effect Podcast Network, Our Heart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast.
3: But yeah, on a lighter note, let's talk about this stupid ass, dumb ass fuckery, and we call it the Crate Challenge. What the fuck were y'all motherfuckers smoking on when y'all decide this shit was a good idea? Let me get a bunch of fucking milk crates and stack them up, and you know that shit is not strong. That shit's gonna, you're gonna fuck around to hurt yourself. Like niggas is so fucking dumb nowadays, bro. Like I don't get half the shit motherfuckers do, bro. Are you stupid? Are you dumb? Like it's always stupid shit. Every time I get on Facebook, I get on Instagram. It's always some dumb shit, yo. Like niggas always trying to find some kind of fucking challenge. I mean, it's one thing if I'm motherfucking doing the dance challenge, whatever. that is Whatever, overflow your boat. But this whole crate challenge is stupid, bro. Niggas falling down, hurting themselves, breaking their arms. Motherfuckers pushing motherfuckers off this shit. Like one woman. Did it by a gas station And fell down and busted her head while open I don't know if she survived or not You know it's just stupid shit And it's like You know one thing I learned about this year And especially in 2020 That this pandemic Got motherfuckers minds Fucked up If it wasn't worse before It's definitely worse now And um This is crazy bro Like i don't get the hype behind this shit i don't understand why motherfuckers do this shit i don't understand what niggas be smoking doing i don't get the hype around this shit and it's like if y'all wanna be stupid y'all could be stupid i'll watch y'all be stupid imma laugh at y'all being stupid but my big ass ain't getting on that shit fuck that kiss my black ass well, I while i, I want to do something and particularly hurt myself on purpose now i mean on purpose because you that's gonna what's gonna happen you're gonna fuck around and lose your balance you know i say maybe 85 percent of the people might pass it I'm math it might be lower than that i say it's a 50 50 chance that you might get across that shit, and that's just pure luck Man Y'all niggas Y'all niggas crazy bro Something wrong with y'all Y'all need to fucking Get y'all a drink and relax You smoke a blunt Something Y'all niggas bugging For real But yeah You motherfuckers Gotta be careful with shit man Y'all motherfuckers Do shit for clout and I, I never understood Why people do shit And be fucking followers Man This, shit, that, that, this had to be the One of the dumbest Challenges I've ever seen In my fucking life There's been a lot Of dumb shit I've seen Challenge wise, um, yeah, man, this this, this <laughs> shit crazy. I'm about to get up out of here, man. Kanye West album was trash. Drake album dropped yesterday. Um, Sir, love a boy, heard a couple of tracks so far. I hear the whole album, whatever, but I'm pretty sure it'd be more better than Kanye West album. Um, yeah, man. Everything, like I said, man. Everything I I, I talked about in today' episode, 100 real. It's my honesty. If you like it, cool. If you don't, also cool. But I'm gonna keep it real. I'm not holding my. I'm not holding nothing back, yo. Like this is what I do. It's a platform that I curated, and it's me to speak my mind on shit that I fuck with and shit I don't fuck with. And you know. I should have that right to speak in my mind. You know what I mean? And, you know, so, oh, a lot of fuckery last week, man. And it, 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 this year and last year show up. A, a lot of fuckery, you know. And all I can say is, you know, I'm always keeping real. I'm always keeping honest. And I don't care if you like it or not. You got two options. You can either listen to it. I don't listen to it But when you enter this podcast Stick to the script You gonna hear that realness I'ma talk that talk And I ain't holding shit back The real ones will respect it The fake ones will have a problem with it And I'm cool with that You know what I mean So I'm about to get up out of here I'll see you guys next week And on schedule You know what I mean And until then I'm about this bitch baby Let's go